Till the tears run down from my eyes Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody Can anybody find me? Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast presented by 18 Birdies. For the Valero Texas Open, let's get into it. What's up, everyone? Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast for the Valero Texas Open. As always, presented by our friends at 18 Birdies. If you use promo code Tour Junkies, all one word, all lowercase, you get one free year of premium access to the 18 Birdies Golf app, complete with GPS, stat tracking, a social media feed that is basically golf Instagram, and all kind of premium instructional content and just good old-fashioned fun. You'll want to check that out. This week, myself and Pat are going to recap the Heritage. Pat finally had some green screens last week, so we're excited about that. We're going to talk about the details of the Chalk Bomb, if you've not already subscribed to the Chalk Bomb and why you should. And then we're going to talk about the Valero Texas Open from TPC San Antonio, a lovely golf course, a pretty weak field, but we're going to tell you who to fade, who to play, the flyers that we like, and uh, some GPP plays. And then we're going to talk about the player in heat that we have a good sense on is going to have a strong week. So thanks again for listening. Hey, listen, they can't all be home runs, okay? we got to hit singles and doubles every now and then. The Valero is a good opportunity to hit a single or double. So press on. We'll be back next week. Hope you guys enjoy the show. More than that, we hope your screens are green. Here we go. What's going on, Golf Addicts? DB here of the Tour Junkies. Pat Perry, what's up, my man? How you feeling, dude? Man, I'm good. You caught me mid, uh, mid sim swig there, just, mm. just just sucking it down. What are you swishing around in that privileged mouth of yours? Uh, I actually got a little red wine, a little, little red wine vino tonight, celebrating, yeah. uh, I guess, Monday night. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. You should be celebrating a uh, a week of green screens, Pat. First in a while, you uh, you pulled you pulled out a little a nice little nice little Sunday. You want to tell us about it? It was a great Sunday. Tell us about your strategy and like just the fact that you just totally did not trust the process. You haven't been you haven't had a lot of green screens lately, and you just said f all that. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I said, screw the process this week. Um, Masters was a little disappointing, and not because I, I really didn't lose a whole lot masters week but I, I expect to do really well masters week i just always do um because i feel like it's the course and it's the tournament we know the best i mean we've we've been around it for so long so a little disappointed so what i, I just decided i think tuesday i was going to put in one lineup i was going to build my best single lineup and put it in in everything that I was so I, and I only entered like it once in the uh, the little five dollar tourney once in the three dollar twenty max tournament and then I did do the fifty dollar and it was a three it was a three entry max tournament but I only just did one single entry just a single bullet and ended up taking it down won a grand with there my you go. with my one lineup which got six of six through. Uh, the worst finisher was Russell Knox. The best was Bryson DeChambeau. I did not have the winner. Um, you know, oddly enough, I was looking at this. You know how my fade of the week on our Sherpa show for, for Roto-Grinders was Terrell Hatton? Yes. Yep. The guy that finished second to me in that tournament had Terrell Hatton, who missed a cut, mm. and he still mm. had green screens. Wow. So you had he, had, he, had he watched the Sherpa show, maybe he'd have taken it down. He, but. he probably would have so... Anyway. Well, well done, Pat. Well done. Good to see the green screens come alive for you, my man. I basically won money Masters Week, and then this past week for the Heritage, 
lost all but about seven dollars that I won for Masters Week. So <laughs> in the last two weeks, I'm I'm plus seven on the on the week. So there you go. We we did all right though, man. We picked 28 golfers. We had six miss the cut. But we had eight in the top 10 and 13 in the top 25. Like most people, we did not have the winner. We did not have old Kodiara, uh, Satoshi Kodiara from Japan. And I feel like, you know, we, we need to answer the question, who is Kodiara? Like, what, what kind of dude is this, right? Because he may have come out of nowhere for some of you. You know, I've seen him playing in these tournaments here in the last couple of years. I haven't really paid much attention to it. But it just, you know, I think Harbor Town is maybe one of those courses where when you just, when you're just the right build for Harbor Town, form counts a little less. And I think you may have even mentioned that somewhat last week, but Cody Ara came out of nowhere. He had zero form, just garbage form, not good form. Um, hasn't come close to, to winning a PGA Tour event, has not come close in his career. He's from Japan. He talked about how he's grown up watching Hideki Matsuyama represent Japan. Uh, but just I, I dug a, I dug a little deeper into Kodiara and his his career, his playing career, what he's done well, what he's not done well, and it's really hard actually to find something that he's done well. <laughs> I'll well just he's be won six tournaments on the Japanese tour, right? Yeah, I'm talking including, about yeah. including whatever the Japanese majors are. Okay, yeah, I'm talking about on I'm talking about in the in the PGA Tour events that they have record of, which he's he's been on he's he's had a number of tour events in the last couple of years. And and if you look at him compared to that caliber of talent, um it's it's not he's a, he's a decent putter. That's about the only thing I saw that really popped up. He's he's not a bad putter. He is definitely does not fall in the bomber category, which would indicate why he all of a sudden did okay at Harbor Town. He tends to be a little short, shorter hitter and accurate. Um, not a great iron player, not a great wedge player, not a great short game other than the putter. So if you're thinking about who this guy is, as you look at future events, know that about Satoshi Kodiara. So that, that's all. That's all I was wanting to do. Well, but anyway, the first question is, are you pronouncing his last name correctly? Probably not. But yeah, probably not. But I, I think it was a good win for him. The guy, I mean, he was, he, he, you got to say, though, I mean, Siwoo Kim basically just gave this thing away. Siwoo <laughs> mean, Kim can't putt to save his life. I mean, good uh, God almighty. But that the, but also the boy, brings the, us, if you're, I was so freaking annoyed with, and I know we get, oh, go on and on about the coverage, but I just cannot, I don't, I don't get this, this whole delayed coverage and whatever else it's 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 annoying it's pretty pathetic if, and and i would think too at the sponsor level you're you're a little annoyed that people can't watch it on sunday um yep it's not good cbs is reevaluating it though apparently i saw a tweet today that cbs is going to start looking at its policies on events like that and when um when the coverage is is challenged for whatever reason so that's good that's good whatever Moving on, though, Pat, moving on. Really, the only announcement we have tonight is uh, the Chalk Bomb and the GPP Avatar Contest. If you did not check that last week, I think it's a pretty cool thing. Um, the Chalk Bomb, by the way, last week was Luke Donald, who obviously missed the cut, so good call there. And our boy Ben Little did a good job on the Chalk Bomb. Uh, this is what you get. If, if you're not sure what the Chalk Bomb is, it is the Tour Junkies weekly email that we put together, and, and primarily our boy Ben Little, who is a genius mastermind, way smarter than me and Pat, day trader. He just He's a smart guy, really smart guy. Really digs deep into the data. Um, there's usually a, an opening segment about game theory or golf in general that's interesting and makes you think about the game and the and the, the variance in it and um, DFS. And then there's always the chalk bomb, who is the guy who's – going to be really popular that you should fade and the reasons why you should fade him and gain an edge on the field and then there's always the 10 facts section which we all like and ben just really deep dives into the data and gives you 10 facts that you need to think about when constructing your lineups we send this to you on wednesday 
uh, late afternoon, early evening, right as lineups are starting to lock. And uh, well, not lineups are locking, but you're starting to build your lineups, and uh, you need to be thinking about these things. It's a, it's free. It's free to get. Um, all you have to do is what, Pat? What do you have to do to get it? You just go to our website, tourjunkies.com. You can go fill out the contact card. Just say, hey, Chop Bomb, send it to me. And you will get imported into our list. Make sure you, I don't know, what is the, what is the MailChimp thing? And you may you... or may not get our email. So there you go. Um, yeah, you may or may yeah, not. You just go to, go to tourjunkies.com. Go to the Contact Us page, Pat, not the contact card. I don't know what. You, are, you, you cannot get this right. I don't understand. What is a contact card? Is that like in your phone a contact card? Yeah, contact. You know, just go contact us, whatever card. Contact us. us, Fill out the form, the web form. And all right, so here's the thing. So we're slowly we're we're peeling back layers of Mailchimp, like like you peel back an onion, right? We're just learning how this whole thing works because so many people have been emailing us saying I subscribed and I didn't get the email. So we've been figuring this out. Last week we figured out a new nugget, and that is that when you go and fill out that contact form. You will get an email sent to you immediately into your into the email you put in from info at tourjunkies.com. And it will you need to open up that email and there's an opt-in button. There's like a hey, are you sure you want this? Subscribe, click here. And you just gotta click that button. And it's like a double opt-in that makes sure it gets delivered to you. So God, there are a lot of steps. You to need this. to do it's all the like privacy. It's like it's like so we can't be spammed with stuff. That's what it is. They want to make sure that the people actually want the content. So it's protecting you, but it's a pain in our neck for sure. So go ahead and do that if you're not getting it. If you don't have that email or it didn't work, you can go back and do it again. Just go to our website, do the whole thing, do it again. And always it helps too if you save our contact info into your into your your email account. So uh, it's gonna the chalk bomb is gonna come from info at tourjunkies.com. That is the email address is gonna come from. Save that as a trusted contact and make sure all emails get to your inbox. And there you go. I do feel like this is becoming less and less of an issue though, so we should be good. It, it is, yeah, I, I agree. We're getting yeah. less and less um, mad emails about us not sending it out. Not mad, but you know, upset somehow. Right. Um. Okay, I have a visitor. <laughs> Babe, I, su- I swear y'all were right there talking. If they don't send them dang email, I have agreed to this podcast at a time which I can sleep. Okay. Are you being too loud again or something? I guess. I'm talking normal. I don't know. I'm just He's trying like to bring the energy. yelling. I'm yelling. sorry. I'm sorry, Miss Domination. I would like to get done with this so that I can go to bed. Me too. Okay. I I'm sporting the shirt. I know. Thank you. Hey, Kristen. Hey. <laughs> she says hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, and and last week, if you were reading the chalk bomb email, you saw a contest there where if you rocked the tour junkies avatar. And you finish top five or one, a few certain GPP contests out there, you would win some TJ swag. And if you won, you would win a free tailor made driver, which is pretty cool. That's a pretty good contest. Really? Pat, did you know? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that? I knew about that. I don't know if I knew about the tailor made driver. That's uh, you you must not have read the chalk bomb then. No, I, I read it. I guess I just I kind of tuned out. At that you glanced point. over the, the, the big ass picture of a tailor made driver at the bottom? Yeah. I'm just paying attention to the content, man. That's all I care gotcha. about. It's just fantastic right. content. Well, if you I boys can't win some... the contest anyway, so why do no, I? Why am I worth looking at it? Hey, if you boys want uh want for some free TJ swag or a tailor made driver, you need to check out the chalk bomb and follow the directions. Uh, there you go. So, all right, Pat. That's uh, I think that's about it. We've beat the chalk bomb to death, and I think we're ready to go and get into a little Valero Texas Open. Why don't you tell us about old TPC San Antonio? Yes, so we are at the 2018 Valero Texas Open in San Antonio, Texas. As you mentioned, the TPC San Antonio, the AT&T Oaks course, they actually got a sponsor for the course? Or is that like, does that mean something else? I mean, AT&T, I've never even heard of that. That's It was JW Marriott before that, so yeah. 
That's They're crazy. doing something different in Texas. Yeah. Anyway, so the course is planned just over 7,400 yards. It's a par 72. Greg Norman designed with some help from Sergio Garcia. Yes, he's in the field this week. This is a pretty difficult course. Um, very difficult off the tee. You know, it's it's called the Oaks course. Well, guess what? That means there's a there's some there's some oaks lining the fairway, and there's a lot of native area. We're gonna get your your uh, your shot tracker is gonna have some some native area. It's gonna go overload on native area this week, I think. Um, but again, it, t- it typically plays as one of the toughest courses on tour. I think Ch- uh, when Kevin Chapel won it last year at twelve under, that was the best score since it's been here. Um, you got Bermuda overseeded with rye. And fescue, tee to green. Your greens are Bermuda with, uh, they're overseeded with bent. You're looking at past champs. You had, as I mentioned, Kevin Chappell here in 2017. Charlie Hoffman in 2016. Jimmy Walker in 15. Our boy Baldo in 2014. And then Martin Laird the year before that in 2013. I got to mention, I don't give the weather report anymore, but I do think that it's very important come Wednesday to be looking at the winds here on this course because that is really what makes it play very difficult. Um, so I think that's something you want to look at. Also, you know, on a, on a par 72, we are going to see four par fives, but they all play pretty difficult. They're not, you know, gettable par fives by any sense of the matter. They just aren't. I mean, now you do want to have some length out here. But they're not, you know, it's not like, don't just think that, that people are going to be killing these par fives because they're really not. You, you don't, you typically see the lowest amount of eagles on tour this week. Um, so I think that, you know, again, for me, my stats that I'm looking at are strokes gained off the tee, greens and regulation, driving accuracy, and I think bogey avoidance because you got to be, you got to be avoiding the, the big numbers out here because you can see that. Uh, just take a look back at Kevin Na. When was that? 2016 or 15? When he had like a freaking 16, 16 on a hole. Mm-hmm. So you do want to avoid the big numbers out here. So there you go. Yeah, um, toughest par fives on tour. You're right, and and tough to get some eagles on these bad boys. But length does does prove um, to be a, a decent advantage here. Um, uh, the rough isn't that bad out here. It's definitely a ball strikers course, which we talk about a lot, but it mm-hmm. just is. So you, you got, like you mentioned, the wind can definitely be a factor. And even now, if you look at forecasts, it looks like there's going to be 15, 20 mile an hour, uh, gusts on Thursday and Friday. Th- that's, that's going to have an impact. So you always want guys who can, sh- that doesn't necessarily mean you only stick with bombers, but it means you want guys who flush it consistently from the T to the fairways, from the rough, whatever. You just want guys who absolutely flush it. And so for me, it's strokes gained off the tee and strokes gained approach. Those are the two heavily, uh, most heavily weighted stats for myself. I also looked at scrambling or strokes gained around the green, actually, and DraftKings points. See, I, we're going a little different here. See, you're looking at, you're, you're looking for guys who are going to plot around and not get in trouble. I mean, I get it. It is a difficult golf course. That, that is true. Um, well, you don't see a ton of scoring out here. You don't, but you still see. That's where I think, like, I don't know, I don't know. It's just that much more valuable. You, you need the guys to get it. You, you need the scoring. You, so I, I don't know. I, I didn't well, wait. I, I agree it's the with lowest that, weighted think, stat that I'm looking at. But I do agree with that. But I think that because the scoring isn't as is like you you typically would see, where you can gain an edge and points like on eagles and things like that. I do think it's something where you want to, you know, where where you finish is is huge this week because you want those finishing points. Um, because I just I think birdies and the eagles are going to be harder to come by. Not a lot of water out here. We should mention that, so that's good. Um, yeah, so I, th- I think that's pretty much it, Pat. I say we uh, say we get into this. Um, it's 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 a strategy question right off the bat, as it as it is most of the time. You know, it's kind. Of, are you going to do studs and duds? Are you going to go balanced? Are you going to have a little bit of both? Um, you're gonna pay up for some, you know it's not the strongest field in the world. Let's let's be honest. It's kind of a weak field to me. When it is that weak of a field, I tend to want to go a little more balanced. I don't want to pay up for some of the guys up here at the top. Um, I think there are, uh, although I, I say that, and there's a few guys in here that I do like. If I were gonna go that direction, um, 
I think Sergio is an interesting GPP play. I think it will be it'll be interesting to see where his ownership is projected come Wednesday night. Uh, coming off the miscut at the Masters and everybody seeing that big number, that 13 he got on day one, obviously as a as a co-designer of this golf course, you would think he set it up to you know to, that he would play well on it, um, and he has he has in the past. Um, so I don't know. I think Sergio is an interesting GPP play. I don't think a lot of people are going to. I don't think a lot of people are going to lean that direction. So um, I think it's interesting. Yeah, actually, I'm with you on Sergio. I, I think okay. um, even at that that extreme now, when you get them in your lineup, you you really gotta. Then you're, you're gotta, tight. Yeah, yeah you're, you're tight. very tight, and you gotta nail that that really that low seven k range. Um. So I think that, but I still like him, and I do like him in GPPs. I think he's a good play. He checks the box, and he's 13th in the field in strokes gained off the tee. Also in driving accuracy, I think, you know, he's obviously we always know he's a good ball striker. Great ball striker. So yeah. I, I think Sergio certainly makes sense. And then, he, I mean, heck, he helped redesign the course with, with Greg Norman. So um, I do like that. And, and these other guys in here, I don't know. I, I think I still – I know list is going to be popular, but I find it hard to to really fade him. Um, you know, he's fourth yeah. in the field in strokes gained off the tee. His recent form has obviously been incredible. Um, he, you know, I mentioned bogey avoidance. He checks the box there. His greens and regulation has been really good. So I think he's going to be hard to avoid from a cash standpoint. I don't know if I'm going to play him in a GPP, but I think as a cash play, he's he's pretty solid. I, yeah, I, I wanted to talk about list. I think you're dead on there. I, I do think is a cash play. I mean, his last four events, a tie for third, a tie for 24th, a tie for seventh, and a tie for 16th. Just in incredible form. And then you mentioned the stats. He's also number one in this field in the last 12 weeks in strokes gained approach. Uh, he's scrambling pretty decent. He's 35th in that category, and he's first in scoring. At 10,000, that's, that's attractive. I do think he is already getting a lot of chatter on Twitter. And rightfully so. And he is only 10,000. I'm not going to be mad at you if you want to go full bore on Luke List and GPPs. Um, but in GPPs, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go below him and start lineups. Or I'm going to have some Sergio, very little, a little bit of Sergio. And then I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to go to old faithful Charlie Hoffman at 10-9. You know, you, you mentioned previous winner here. Um, Charlie's gained 45 strokes in the last five years at this golf tournament, which is more than any other any other player in this field right now. Um, we know Charlie can score. We know he's a good ball striker. If you just look at just, I mean, he's 21st in this field in the last 12 rounds and strokes gained approach. He's third in scoring. I just think Hoffman might go a little under the radar. People are going to lean Matt Kuchar because he's, he's easy and chalky and people like Kuchar. They're going to go a lot on, on list. And I think people are going to, for the most part, avoid guys like Hoffman and Garcia. I think you could get Hoffman likely around the 10% mark, maybe maybe a little less. We'll see. I could be off, but I think that's an interesting play. Um, so if I'm going above 10K in GPPs, I'm going to lean Hoffman and a little bit, of, a little sprinkle of Sergio and not mad at you if you go Luke List, but I'll probably stick to him in cash. Anybody else in the 10K or above for you? No, I mean I think I'm I'm with you there. I, I think yeah, Sergio is my play in GPPs. Luke List is going to be the cash play. I'm probably going to fade some some coots this week. I, I just I don't know, just don't want to play him. So there you go. Understood, understood. All right, well uh, let's kick it down to the the nine k range. You got a few guys here, including uh, defending champion Kevin Chapel, Adam Scott, Billy Ho. Huge price jump for old Billy Ho after a decent week last week. And Brant Snedeker, uh, this range I'm not a huge fan of. Um, I think the price on Billy Horschel is is not good. Uh, I mean, I know he, I know he top five did it at Harbor Town last week, but the the form previous to that was not great. Um, he does have a decent course history here with three top fours in the last five years. But I'm not going to pay 9100 for a, you know, for Billy Horschel right now. I, I just I don't like it. I don't like the form for Kevin Chapel either. 
with a couple missed cuts uh, and the price of 9300 I think the only guy in play here is potentially Adam Scott, and I still don't even like that. Just from a, I mean, Scott feels like a good made cut. He is a ball striking machine, an Aussie who tends to play well in Texas. Um, you know, so I, I get I get that, but he has he does he hasn't played here in the last five years. His form is okay. But you need more than a top 30 out of Adam Scott or a top 40 out of Adam Scott. Uh, so I think this entire 9K range is a fade for me. Are you playing anybody in here? Well, I, you know, going back, you know, to, well, piggybacking off Adam Scott, I think he's the play here, actually. Um, if you look at it, you know, obviously he doesn't have, I mean, his form's okay, his, his, uh, you know, he doesn't. You haven't seen any course history out of him lately. Here, he literally is a hundred and forty fourth in the field in putting. All right, so you're now you're probably wondering, all right, how the hell are you taking this guy? But I think that we always talk about putting as being one of the most variable stats out there when you're picking a guy, and you could get hot any week. I think this is a week where he can get hot. He checks a box and strokes gained off the tee. Checks a box and ball strike. I mean, he he is he's got everything together with his game. If you're looking at the last twelve to twenty four rounds, um, you know greens and regulation, everything, driving accuracy, all of that kind of stuff that fits well on this course. So if he just puts a week together where he can actually putt, then I think he could do well. So I think he makes a, a pretty good GPP play. Now I will want to check like you know sites like FanShare. And Roto Grinders with their ownership percentages, you know, come Wednesday. But if he's pretty low, like maybe even under 10%, I think he could be a very good GPP play. I think under 10, yes, but I don't think he's going to be that. I think people are going to lean to, you know, towards him. He does, when you, when I look at the four stat categories I talk about, if I, if I rank them and, and weight them as I have them, he's third in my, in my, in that model, if you will. So I'm I'm saying I'm going to fade a guy who checks every box I'm I'm putting weight on because we we've yet to see him really put it all together and I know you're right like jumping on a guy like this who can't make a putt to save his life if you get on him you know if you get on him that week he hits and he even comes up to average and keeps everything else the same he'll crush but we just haven't seen him do that and and likely I think he's going to be in the 15 to 20 percent range because uh, i think a lot of people are going to go balanced i think he's going to be there uh, I, I i'm just not well i i don't want to i don't want to endure the adam scott shot link <laughs> just just miss a five foot putt crapping down his leg show the entire thursday and friday i just don't want to do it so yeah that's that's it i get it i, I just feel like yeah. I, I will want to see where his ownership is because i feel like he could be a pretty good gpp play I guarantee he's over fifteen percent. Easy. Well, you know Easy. me; I'm terrible at the prediction. You know, the fan share would never hire me. <laughs> they, would, they would just be like, "Yeah, Pat, we'll pass on you." Yeah, you apparently can't. not many people will because we did your whole job interview. We didn't get one. We didn't yeah, get I want to redo that at some point. I didn't feel like I got a fair share. Um, contrary to the nine K, I'm a big fan of this this eight K range. As you could imagine, I love the first two guys. I love Brennan Steele and Xander Shoffley here. Um, Steele coming off the miscut at the Masters. I think this is a great spot for him. Number one in this field in the last 12 rounds in strokes gained off the tee. Number 19 in DraftKings scoring and number 28 in the field in strokes gained approach. Brennan Steele is a ball striker. Um, definitely, you know, has played this course well in the past. Um, and I like jumping on him after the miscut at the Masters. I, I think Steele's a really nice GPP play. Um, and I'll put him in cash, too. I, I don't see Brennan Steele missing two cuts in a row. And then Xander Schauffele, who, you know, is a bomber, can take advantage of the length here. I was surprised that he even did a he even tied for 32nd at the Heritage. I thought he would do a little bit worse. I didn't really see that that course setting up that well for him. But I'll take a little Xander Schauffele as well. The scoring potential is there. Um, he missed the cut here his first time last year, but I, I'm going to write that off. He's fifth in the field in the last 12 rounds in strokes gained approach, 29th in strokes gained off the tee. So those two guys I'm a big fan of in the 8K range. Um, 
I like Pat Perez. Uh, he's checking all the boxes, as you would imagine Pat Perez likes to do. Did not play well at Augusta. Uh, you know, I, I know he's battled a little bit of this injury thing. He's had some uh, some back issues. I think that's what caused him to withdraw from the API a couple weeks ago. And, and he's one that I, I track on Instagram pretty pretty good. He's usually always posting like videos of his swing or something on the range set to like a heavy metal song. And I haven't seen one of those in a while. The last video you saw was at Augusta. Um, so I'm going to do some digging and, and do some listening out there, some some social media, internet listening to, to check the condition of old Pat Perez to make sure he's good. But I think he's good. If he weren't, I don't think he'd be in the field. There's really no pressing reason for him to push it if he's not feeling great. So I like Perez at 8,400. I like that number for him. Um and and then I like another another past champion here uh, in Jimmy Walker at eighty two hundred dollars Texas boy, um, you know Walker won here in two thousand fifteen, had a tie for thirteenth here last year, coming off the T twenty at Augusta seems to be feeling a little better. Uh, I think Walker's in play as well. So those are three guys. I, I don't mind a little Bo Hostler either, but I feel like he's going to be a little more chalky in his putting. Bo is opposite of Adam Scott. Bo's putting has been bailing him out, and the ball striking hasn't been, at least the iron play hasn't been fantastic. So I'll probably taper my Bo Hostler affection, although he's a Texas boy. Um, but that, that's those are my three favorite guys in this range. What, what about you in the AK? Um, well, first off, Perez, you mentioned, I, I'm, I, I agree. I think he could be a, a very good play this week. I will want to see if, you know, make sure everything's good with him and his health and everything. And, but I'm surprised that you kind of glossed over, well, you didn't even mention him, Je- Chesson Hadley. I think he is definitely in play. You look at his last two events. He was 18th at the Shell. He was T7 last week. Um, he's a guy that you want to get on when he's hot. Um, I, I think he is can be somewhat of a streaky player, um, so I do like him at eighty five hundred. Um, you know he's he ch- he's eighth in strokes gained approach, um, so I think again he's he's a guy that I, I'm I'm certainly going to be looking at. You by the way, you just love some Jimmy Walker. I'm trying to think of when you were mentioning him. I was trying to like think of a player that I always talk about that. That would like be the equal to Jimmy Walker, Chess and Hadley. <laughs> you <laughs> like Chess and Hadley every week. <laughs> so. Bo um, Hossler, though, I do like. I mean, I know he's. I mean, his recent recent form's been great, and you know, you look at him. Um, he check, he's number three in bogey avoidance in the field. Uh, driving accuracy checks a box there, so I, I think he is is certainly in play. Um, who else did you mention? You mentioned Brendan Steele was my other guy up here. I love this range, but Brendan Steele is, I think, is my top play here. You know, I, I for all the reasons you said, and so I, I'm I'm with you there. I think coming off a miss miss cut at the Masters, maybe he'll be a little bit lower owned. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm with you on all these guys. Really, I do love this range, but but you mentioned really my top guys here. I might in cash too. I might go a little Zach Johnson in yes, cash at eight. At I was just 000. about to mention him. Uh, Eighteen strokes gained in his last four attempts here at this golf course. Missed the cut last year, but before that, was looking pretty good. You know, he hasn't he hasn't really been amazing this year, but he's been steady. Uh, he's checking a few boxes for me as well. So I don't mind a little ZJ, but you know, I, I do like Jimmy Walker, man. Like. I, the guy before Lyme before the Lyme disease bout was a a really solid player. I mean, obviously he was known to be like a West Coast guy and West Coast swing guy and Texas guy and but he, he's always played the Masters well. But he, to me, he's just one of these guys who kind of has the total package. He hits it a long way and he's pretty good with the flat stick. Um, if he can ever put it all together, he can really heat up. But and I guess there's a part of me too that's just pulling for the guy. You know, like I, I'm just. Uh, I, I, it must suck. Like, you know, he's, he's no spring chicken. Like, you know, you're in the prime of your career and then that hits you and you're battling back. I, I don't know. So maybe part of it's an emotional, an emotional thing, which is not good. I would never advise, um, I would never advise that. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into the seven K. I love Keegan Bradley again this week. Mm. This is 
Mm. Now, now here's a guy that I talk about. I I have a good scent for when Keegan Bradley is going to play well. I just I do. will admit that you do. There there are many people in the DFS world, that many don't. of our friends that don't that that hate Keegan Bradley because they never get him right. That's me with Gary Woodland. With Keegan Bradley, for some reason, I can I can I can smell I can I pick up on his pheromones or something like you I can, can smell what the Keegan is cooking. He's in heat. I know when Keegan's in heat, and I think he's in heat right now. <laughs> he is 17th in the last 12 rounds in strokes gained approach, 23rd in strokes gained around the green, 35th in strokes gained off the tee. I mean, it's it's all around not terrible for 7,900 bucks. You know, he's making cuts. Um, we know he can score. He is a ball striker. Uh, not the best history here in the last two attempts. He's got a T37 and a miscut. But I'm just I, – I, Keegan's in heat this week, and I smell a top 10 for Keegan Bradley is what I'm, what I'm picking up on. Let me tell you, I had Keegan written down, and I, I, I had him checking the box at driving accuracy and greens and regulation. Then I guess I just started looking at other things, and, and literally he is the only name I have scratched out. <laughs> That's what a lot of people do. Like, that, doesn't, that doesn't boxes. happen much. When I'm, when I, if you're looking at the way I do this every single week, I don't typically have a line struck through a guy, but I did with Keegan this week. Keegan is like Keegan is like the girl who like you're and I, you know, I was just talking about this at work. We're going to digress here. I was just talking about this at work with a couple of buddies. I got married at like 23, right, which was almost 11 years ago this June, and so I, I did not, I didn't, I, I was, I never got to do like the whole dating app game, you know, where you're like swiping left and swiping right, and obviously everybody knows you're too old to have done that either, so. I have no idea like what that is like, but I feel like Keegan is the girl who you went on a date with one time because you saw her and she was smoking hot and she checked all the boxes like, you know, she loves the NFL and she's athletic and she loves to work out and she likes beer and like she's checking all the boxes. Right. And then you went on a date with her and she was absolutely insane. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe like multiple personality disorder. I think this is a good comparison. Even yeah, though I, I don't know. About this but now. at the, and so you walked away from the date, and you're like, "Oh my god, never again!" But then you keep logging back into your thing, and boom, she keeps popping up because you guys keep matching. You got the same, you got the same thing going on, and <laughs> and, and 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 you're tempted because she's like, "You're like, man, she is smoking hot though. She's hot. She might she might kill me, but she's hot." Like, so you're tempted, but then you're like, no. I feel like that's Keegan Bradley. You know, you're just, if you could just eliminate the crazy streak and for just a minute, you, you guys could really click. So, I don't know. That's the analogy that I have for tonight. Wow. In other news. Okay. In other news, I like Jamie Lovemark. He is going to be a staple core play for why me in GPPs. Why do you GPPs. have to take every single guy that I like Okay, tonight? I'm sorry. Why don't you tell, tell us why you like Jamie Lovemark? All right, so here's the thing with Jamie Lovemark. All right, well, I'm going to talk about boxes first. He checks the box on on bogey avoidance. His recent form is great. He's made six straight cuts. He's 21st in the field in driving accuracy or fairways gained, if you want to look at uh, on fantasynational.com. But here's the thing with him. He plays difficult courses well. You look at, like, the Honda Classic, which always plays difficult. You get some win there. He was seventh there. The Valspar, another difficult course. He was, in the, he was 16th at, on that course. Um, you know, so I think that, you know, I think Jamie Lovemark is a guy that, you know, typically, I don't, I don't know. I, I think you look at a course like this on a difficult course, you may think he may not play that well, but he does. So, I, I like him, and seventy seven hundred is a just a fantastic price. So I'm I'm with you. I know you're about to say he's probably a core guy. He will be a core guy for me as well. Yep, I'll uh, I'll echo that. I like JB Holmes as well this week. For mm. uh, I like the distance fourth in this field in the last twelve rounds in strokes gained approach. Fourth in this field. Um. So, you know, I, I kind of, I don't know. He, t- he played here in 2016, finished tied for 13th. I think J.B. Holmes is in Tedasante. Not the great, I mean, you know, he's, he's kind of, his form looks like Adam Scott's form. 
but he's freaking $1,400 less or whatever. He's got a 32nd at the Shell, 41st at the API, 46th at the Valspar. Uh, you know, and he's a bomber. He's, you know, I, so I, I think Holmes is interesting. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to get on Chris Paisley. I know you, you picked him last time he played in an event. I, just don't have I, I was just about to mention him. I, I'm not going to be on him either. I think he's okay. he's going to be okay. one of those guys that's talked about on a lot of the probably a lot of DFS type shows. But I just don't think that he's. Uh, I just I'm probably not going to play him. I think he's going to lots, be too- lots of agreement on this podcast yeah. tonight. Um, Julian Surrey is a little intriguing to me. He's another guy that I think of like Paisley. By the way, <laughs> he is. But Surrey, we have a little more data on. He's done a little more on the PGA Tour. He's, his name has been up on those leaderboards, man. And the week you picked Surrey, he popped on day one. But if you remember, he faded pretty hard. He did. Surrey, we have seen Surrey up on the, you know leaderboards late at, at PGA Tour events. Um, I mean, he was T eighth at the Shell. I, I just think Surrey's a little different animal. At seventy six hundred, I, I I won't mind uh, if you want to play a little bit of Julian Surrey. Um, I. I love Keith Mitchell at seventy four hundred bucks. I just feel like Keith Mitchell is gonna is gonna he's gonna break out. I mean, he's he's already having a pretty good year. In the last twelve rounds, fourteenth in strokes gained around the green, ninth in strokes gained off the tee, and second in DraftKings scoring is Keith Mitchell. Um, tie for sixth, a couple events three weeks ago at the Shell, second at Punta Cana, which is a weak field event, but it is what it is. Uh, a shocking 55th last week at Harbor Town. I mean, he's a bomber, you know, clubbing down at Harbor Town. I didn't really see a whole lot of. I didn't even see a made cut in his future there, but he played well there. I think Keith Mitchell's a good play at 7400. Uh, who else you like down here? I like just below Keith Mitchell. I like Scott Piercy. I think yeah, you yeah. Know, he's a guy that's we've seen it, you know in in relatively good form. Uh, checks the box and driving accuracy, greens and regulation, strokes gained off the tee. Um, you know, he's, he's, um, number one in the field in strokes gained approach. Um, number two in ball striking, checks the box and bogey. I mean, pretty much every box he checks. I mean, I think Piercy is a, is a really good play this week. Um, there's a group of guys at 7,300 that I think will grab some attention. Your Grayson Murray, Aaron Wise, Brandon Harkins, even a little Sean O'Hare. Um, group right there. I I normally love a lot of these guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna plant my flag on one of these four guys, and I'm gonna fade the rest. Do you know which one it is? Uh, my guess is gonna be I, I don't I don't know the the obvious one would be Brandon Harkins, but but I, I think that's that's not who it's gonna be. So I'm gonna say Aaron Wise. No, Grayson Murray miscut at at the Heritage, but before that, a 14th at the Shell and a 14th at the API. Um, Grayson Murray, 22nd in the last 12 rounds in strokes gained approach, 26th in strokes gained around the green, 34th in strokes gained off the tee, and 4th in DraftKings points. I really like Grayson Murray on this golf course. Um, At 7,300, I think that's a steal. He will be a... Definitely in my player pool for GPPs, faux show. And I'm going to avoid the rest of the guys. I, I, I'm going to plant my flag on Grayson Murray. I, I feel like he's going he's gonna to crush it there. Anybody else for you? 7K range? I've got, I got three more in the 7K, but I'll let you go. Lower well, 7K. The, the only other one I'll mention, well, there's two that I'll mention. One is Trey Mullinax. I mean, he was one of mine. We yep. talk about length. He obviously has that. Um, but he's accurate off the tee. I mean, he checks. He's he's top thirty in the field in, in accuracy. Also checks the box in greens and regulation. So I think Mullinax is could be a really good play. And then a guy that we saw have a little bit of success last week, CT Pan at seventy two hundred, checks the box in driving accuracy and greens and regulation for me. So I, I think that uh, those are are probably my last two here that I'll I'll look at playing. You kind of like CT Pan sometimes. It's weird, but you kind of do. Really? Um, yeah, I agree on the Trey Mullinax play. 
Um, I'm going back to Tom Hoagie, $7,000. Listen, Tom Hoagie has a decent all-around game. He's not the most accurate guy in the world, but I, I think you can get away with that some out here. Not a lot, but some. But in the last 12 rounds, he's 10th in approach, 39th in around the green, 38th in DraftKings scoring. He's played here a few times before. Um, his best finish was 2016 at a T9. I mean, I think Hoagie's interesting at 7K, um, just as far as a made cut. I think Kevin Tway also at 7K is is the last guy I was gonna I was gonna mention. Another bomber, as you can tell, there's a there's a little bit of um, a little bit of correlation here in these picks. He tied for third here last year uh, at this event. We haven't seen Kevin Tway miss a cut since the Valspar, and. Um, uh, you know he's he's a bomber he's he's kind of average in a lot of these other categories but he can hit it off the tee mighty a mighty long way so i think kevin tway is a guy that i am interested in that's it for me in the 7k i have one guy in the 6k do you have anybody in the 6k i have two guys in the 6k oh all right why don't you go well first off it's right right at the top actually both these guys are at the top abraham answer it's sixty nine. Right, that was my that was my one. Yeah. So there we go. He he is uh he's had three straight top twenty finishes. Checks a box and bogey avoidance for me. So I think he is a is a very good player. You know, here's the thing. I'm not playing a whole lot of guys and, and that's because of my strategy this week in this range, but but I do like him. He's obviously a solid player. I mean, you're not you're not having three straight straight top twenty finishes here, or I mean uh, on the tour if you're not, you know, a good solid player. The other guy, though, that I think is going to interest you, because we used to mention this guy a couple years ago. He was, he was kind of a popular pick for us. <laughs> but I'm back on him. And that is the ass man, Tyrone Van Aswegen. <laughs> it's 6,900. You look at his cuts on, he's made 14 of 16 cuts on tour. He's literally, I don't know when the last time he missed a cut was. Actually, it was the farmer's insurance at the end of January. So he's made one, two, three, four, like eight straight cuts, seven or eight straight cuts. Was 23rd last week at the Heritage, was 32nd at the Houston Open, 28th back at the Valspar. Again, that's another tough course. So I think that he could be a very good play if you're looking in this. And this is strictly recent form because he's not going to check a whole lot of boxes for you. But the guy's just been playing solid golf. And if if you're looking down in the 6K range, why not play a guy who's maybe not checking boxes but showing that he can make cuts, he can score. So those are my two 6K guys. And that's really about all I got in the 6K range. Yeah, complete agreement on answer. He was the one that I that I liked. I, I'm not going to have a whole lot in the 6K, and the only guy I'm going to have is probably him. I do hope and pray that our boy Stephen Bowditch really has a good week. I would please love make, to see please him. Please make the cut and have a good week. I'd love yeah, it. Yeah, I'd love to see him play well. We are pulling for him. Just a great dude, and would love to see him uh, get back to the form that we know he can have. Um, you got a couple other kind of interesting storylines down here in the 6K. Cameron Champ um, getting a start. The 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 number one ranked amateur in the world, uh, Joaquin so, Neiman um, at 6,900, turning pro this week. Uh, that'll be interesting to see him. So you got it, it'll be a fun tournament to watch. It's not the strongest field that we've seen, but it you know it, it'll it, I think it'll be a good time. I think it'll be a good time. Uh, all right, so one and done, Pat. One and done. Uh, I need to look at who I haven't picked, actually. Well, I don't know that it'll matter here. Um, I continue to just rattle off. If you, if 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 you're just you know if you've already ha- if you've already picked a lot of winners this year and you need somebody in like the the twenties or thirties. Just to like kind of come back down to the field. Listen, listen to, to what I do. Yeah. yeah, I'm just consistently a top 22 to 32 picker. That's just what I do. That's what I've been doing. So, um, so get ready for that. Pat, do you do you know where you're going for your one and done? Well, I've actually had a good couple weeks here um, because the Masters I picked Spieth, so he won some money there. And then last week, our boy Ryan, who picked the 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 one and done for me 
had kids and he had a top ten finish, so I was okay with that. Yeah. But I'm gonna make I'm gonna make the pick this week, and it is gonna be Bo Hostler. Whoa, that's right. I'm gonna try to Whoa. I'm gonna try to gain an edge on the field this week and go go uh, a guy that I, I do love to do well this week. And who knows? I don't think he's gonna be very highly owned. So, well, um, if if I did not have to really make a dr- dramatic comeback, I would probably say Luke List if I didn't have to do that. But I, I, I need a I dramatic... I think he's going to be very popular for... He will be, which is why I said I, I, if I did not have to make a dramatic comeback, that's where I would go. Um, but I am going to go with... Oh, it's between two guys. I'm going to go... With the one, I, I might be a lone wolf here in this one. Jamie Lovemark. Okay. I'm going, I'm I like going Jamie that. Lovemark. See, right it there, was, Haas and, and Lovemark were right there together for me. So It was between Lovemark and Keegan. I may have even used Keegan already, actually, now that I think about it. I may have used him already. But it, it was between those two. I think Lovemark is the one where I have a chance to go lone wolf and be the only guy at Guff's Corner with, uh, with Jamie Lovemark. So that's what I'll try and do. But Keegan, Keegan's my boy this week. I'm telling you, he's in heat. I can, I can tell he's going to have a good week. You boys just get rid Saddle up. It's going to be a good week. All right, Pat. Uh, I think that's it for the Valero Texas Open Show. Everybody be sure and check out the Chalk Bomb. Subscribe if you have not already. And uh, I'm going to go see if, um, if I'm in the doghouse for talking too loud on this podcast. Oh, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast. May your screens be green. See ya! Oh! The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Oh, too much. Ah, there it is. Gotta get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay, and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the moon. Is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. My heart skips skipping the beat. You're not close enough, so that space between you and me, let's lose it. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music. Girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.